0: This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to CDOGroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montatecchi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Welcome to the Future of Development podcast. I'm your host Anthony Montegue, and today I'm joined by Bib Rajit Halder. He's got Safe AI, and really making it so that large equipment can move at sites all over the world. It's quite amazing what uh, their group at Safe AI is doing, and you guys are going to love this interview. Stick around for this one. Welcome, Bib Rajit, to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. You know, when I got to see uh, your Safe AI product, it really did uh, inspire me. You know, to be able to see uh, trucks without people in them. It's, it's it's amazing uh, you know work that you're doing, and you can see how it's changing uh, the world altogether. Uh, but I, I want to get to know you a little bit, so uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me. The work you've been doing is just amazing, phenomenal. I hear some of your last podcasts, so really, really happy to be here.
0: Thanks. You know, uh, every time I get a new entrepreneur on and the new creators, you know, to me, I, I... I Entrepreneur just sounds so mechanical. For me, it's about being a creator, taking an idea from a thought to into action, and and really, you know, what it takes to go through the ups and downs of that. Uh, give us a little bit about where you, where did you start uh, with Safe AI, or even before that? Where give me a little bit about your journey and how you got to how you got to here.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll start very early. And I grew up in India, came to US back in early two thousand. And by luck or what, this is really the time, back in 2001, 2002, the autonomy got started. This is where the DARPA Grand Challenge, I was in my grad school. This is like a kid in the candy store. I was doing robotics, autonomy just got kickstarted, and I was doing my grad school PhD, so I got into it. My PhD work was on on autonomy, which is, you know, and then I graduated, and then I, you know, you, you wouldn't believe it, mining and construction industry was wanted to do autonomy, even at 90s. So I get to do seven years in the mining industry doing autonomous solution and actually deploy into the various use cases.
0: That's awesome. You know, having, you know, having that, uh, you know, starting to create that robotics, getting into those, uh, getting into the mind, you know, I I don't know that you ever could see a path in front of you. But I know that when we look back and you see the path, it kind of lines up and makes sense, right? When you see, all right, look, in grad school, I got into robotics and then I get into the uh, robotics field and, and I get into the mining field for nine years and I start to see where the problems exist in the mining industry. What was the inspiration in there? Where, where did, you know, in the mining world, what kind of stuff did you start working on?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the construction industry and mining and the heavy industry in general, right? The repetitive task and the unsafe environment really immediately say okay yes autonomy making equipment fully autonomous can help us i think the inspiration and the motivation was that when we actually deployed into this industry the amount safety just immediately improved significantly i mean you cannot like it's just something that you see that is like yes we wanted more of that for the humanity if you will so i think i was there for seven eight years deployed it that's still really the biggest light bulb how much safety got involved, taking human out of this unsafe area and make the work more productive, more reliable. And I think seeing that firsthand, I mean, you would be amazed. That's really the motivation, if you will, you know, seeing that at the first time, how much it helps the humanity as you move this technology.
0: So uh, let's talk about the environment itself. You know, so you're in a mine, you're heavy, heavy, heavy equipment. These are not small trucks. These are massive vehicles right, and mass, moving massive amounts of earth, and injuries happen in a in hundred different formats, but just being in that environment starts with the end safety, right? You've got uh, areas that, you know, where earth is moving, you're, in, you're traveling from point A to point B, and, and new roads are just built for, the, for, the, for that path of travel, so they're not settled yet. You get all kinds of uh, conflict with the, with the ground, the earth, Mother Nature, all the things that take place with, you know, big earth moving,
1: That's right. Like think about, I mean, I think I'll give you a construction example. Think about you, you are building a dam or bridge, right? So there's a lot of work goes on. As you mentioned, there is a, the whole environment is not human friendly. You are talking about movement, but think about the dust, think about the fume, think about the, you know, not so good gases and all that polluted environment you've thrown into a human there. That's not really human friendly environment, if you will. And, when you look at it, is that, do you want to take the human out of that unsafe area and put them into office area where they can do the planning, they can do the organizing, they can do the orchestrating. That's really the motivation. Any construction site you'll see, immediately that will come to your mind. Can we take human out of that unsafe area?
0: Well, I, and I've worked with a lot of AI groups, right? I've, I've you know, communicate with them. And you know there's steps to that change, right? So you so you get you know the equipment gets a little bit more efficient, and it gets a little bit more efficient, but it always seems the biggest jump is getting that last human out of the vehicle, right? So you go from you know uh, 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 now your your human's just literally just watching the vehicle, right? But having that that person there just watching the vehicle, uh, and then pulling that person out of the vehicle. Uh, talk to you about it. how did you make that jump from uh, you know, fully autonomous, you know, equipment uh, f- from just uh, people monitoring equipment.
1: Yeah, and I think this is probably one area in audios will be, you know, a bit surprised because this environment is constrained. What I mean by that, this is a, think about a construction area. It's not like middle of San Francisco, right? So this is a constrained environment. The work is going on there. So actually here it is fully autonomous. It's been fully autonomous since 2014. So I've been working on it, as I said, 20 years, right? This is not today's thing. We actually took human out of the you know, cab, if you will, almost 10 years ago. So this is really area we can make vehicles fully autonomous and it's not even human watching. So there is no human involvement. Human is almost saying that you vehicle number one or truck number one, go get the job done. I'm not, I don't even need to watch you. So technology is already in that capability back in 10 years ago, it was fully autonomous. Just to give you a statistic to wrap this around, there are about 4 billion tons of material got moved fully autonomously without a single fatal accident last seven years.
0: So 4 billion tons. Okay. not, we're not, billion in the B. So, so just wrap your head around how big 4 billion tons is. That moved completely out. Now, now this is not remote, uh, this is not remote uh, controlled. This is fully autonomous. That's right. So, That's right. so give me how that, how does that happen? How do you get from, um, how, how do you set up the parameters? What's the things that you do when you enter a job site and you say, okay, hey, uh, Brigitte, I, I'd like to get to the point where I make this uh, mine a fully autonomous mine. And give me an, an example of, of the type of mine that you're working.
1: Absolutely. And I used to be in a mine one week, two weeks at a time. So I can tell you, look, usually we used to get up at six o'clock in the morning, not get up. We get up at four o'clock in the morning, go to the mine at six o'clock. At the morning, there is a, plan happen, like uh, what am I going to do today? What is our next 12-hour shift? And right now, instead of telling the operator that go do that truck, go do that, you just send a signal to the truck, say that today you are going to move, you know, 200 tons of material, and you're going to move it from point A and point B, go do that. And you, the way you will monitor your, you know, operator, if you say, oh, it's a lunchtime, four year is gone, four hour is gone, have you finished? That's what it will do, right? And truck will just do it. I think the more magical moment is that this truck is a little light for autonomy, especially in the night. Think about thirty of those trucks just working and their light is blinking. I have seen this; it is magical. Like they are just doing their work and light is just blinking, and it's just beautiful to see. Almost thing looks like a a orchestra. Like, and you are the conductor, right? Really think about the human is the conductor and these vehicles are really just playing it out, whatever you you planned.
0: Well, I mean, in in some sense, I mean, you've brought life to a machine, right? I mean, you've now given life. I mean, think about that. I mean, you've brought life to a machine that is now working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're not sick days. Now, maybe there's some downtime when a a piece of equipment breaks down or something, but you've got, uh, you know, 24 hours a day 7 day a week production value and that's 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 going to be a game changer
1: it is going to be a game changer yes and the beauty is that it already started like we don't have to wait so i think to your ask question what are we doing at safe ai it already been started 5 10 years ago can we give them the next stage can we give them the version 2.0 can we upgrade them and make everybody access the technology and not just look at it in the news, if you will.
0: Got it. So, so now as, so let's, let's go through it. So you're in a mine. What kind of mine are you working in? Give me some ideas of the type of mines that you're working.
1: Think about a gold mine, a copper mine. So these are your typical mine. In a, even a construction site, we, we are both on construction, right? Think about a building a dam, building a bridge, building an airport, all of those examples.
0: Nice. And so uh, let, let's say we're using a, a, a job site or we're working on a uh, so if I said to you, all right, I I, I want to be able to get the uh, site work done and I like, here's what the parameters are. I need you to re- clear this much ground and I need to get down to this level. Set the machines off to go do that by themselves.
1: That's right. So usually it's a dance, right? So, th- I mean, I'll give you a simple example that, you, you know, regular people can get, let's say you want to build a, you a swimming pool in your backyard. What do you do? You say, you know what, I need somebody to co- bring a, excavator, dig up the backyard, then you know move the dirt from point A to point B, bring new material, maybe there, you know, some rocks and whatnot. Drop those rocks, pull it there. Now you can do all the planning. Is okay, that means I need three trucks, two dozer, one excavator, and you get this machine, think about this are your assets. Now you just tell this machine go do that and it and you say, okay, it will take you a week to do and your machine is just going to do that 24-7 and it's all done. You don't need a human there. You just do the planning let the machine do the job.
0: Well, listen, I, I, I live next door to Karen. And I'm, I'm guessing that Karen's going to complain. So I might have to shut off at some time, but I, I'm with you. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> depends on the neighborhood that you're in. But the, uh, you know, having, having that ability where it, there's where I see Autonomy going right. You know when we look at construction, and you know you can see this starting with vehicles right now. So you're you're working with uh, vehicles now. What what have you been able to do? Multiple kinds of vehicles. Does, is there a type that you can or can't do?
1: So technology, as we can do all of them. We have prioritized. It. So we already have done the what you call haul truck. So basically, the truck to move the dirt. Then we do the dozer, dozer to push the vehicle, push the dirt, and the third one is a loader. Basically, that dig up the material and put it into the truck. So if you think about a haul truck, dozer, and loader, that combo actually gets ninety percent of the artwork done.
0: That's a lot. I mean, when you think about that, uh, you know, the you know, a mine, right? You've got that's that's pretty much all of it, right? I mean, there's there might be a, a couple other little uh, uh, parts and pieces, but uh, that maybe build a road or compact or something. But uh, uh, you're really working on. Uh, those now, is it, can they go endlessly until they run out of gas? Is is there a, a fueling t- talk? to me about the, that setup.
1: Yeah. So usually this vehicle work 24 seven, but they have about half an hour, what you call inspection time. So you want to inspect every day to make sure everything is good during that inspection time. You're also fueling. So fueling and inspection, like what I call daily schedule maintenance that happening on the same time. So yes, they, they're going to be down for half an hour to 45 minutes, but here is the kicker if tomorrow you make this vehicle electrified which we are working with our partners now you are talking about game changer because autonomy and electrification just goes hand in hand like a bread and butter so today yes is a half an hour break we take where we do the inspection and fully but tomorrow think about if you can make them electrified you are you are really talking next you know really talking about the future
0: now um it's your technology, we can bolt this on to existing equipment. So is, is there any need for me to get rid of, do I have to go buy all new equipment or is this something that you're taking my existing bulldozer or my existing backhoe, my existing loader, are you, are you retrofitting those?
1: Uh, absolutely, and I think this comes from our vision. So our vision is that this is such an amazing technology, everybody should have access to that. And now you as a, let's say you own a construction site, yeah. you already have 20 vehicles, for you to get an autonomy, do you need to buy a new vehicle? But if I go to you and say, you know what, give me your existing vehicle. Let me retrofit you. You will get autonomy today. That in line with our vision. Our real vision is everybody should have access to that technology. It should not be only for few people. So yes, we retrofit your existing vehicle and it could be as old as possible. We'll still retrofit that.
0: Wow. So, so here you got the old beat up machine in the back as well.
1: Yes, we are currently doing it. We are currently doing a truck that is 20 year old.
0: Wow. So yes. not, not just the big giant, uh, uh, hard, you know, big haulers, but you got the smaller, older trucks. Now, how about things like a Bobcat? Can you retrofit a Bobcat?
1: We, we started with the Bobcat. I don't know if you know, we, when you started this company back in 2017, we started with the skid steer Bobcat skid steer. We make it fully autonomous run it at our backyard. We have been moving dirt with that skid steer for last three years.
0: <laughs> wow. So a little Bobcat, you, you, now you can uh, bolt onto a Bobcat. Now give me some of that jobs they can do. Uh, so they're, what's the parameters and how do we set those? Usually our work
1: is what we call artworks. In that artwork, you're talking about pick and, pick and carry. So pick and carry, what you're looking at, picking and carrying anything. So in the context of construction, maybe you are digging up dirt, picking it. Maybe you're bringing something in, picking it, and dumping it. So it's really art work and pick and carry. And again, as I said, that's a 90% of the work. Beside anything after that is very, very human, very high-skilled work. But carrying material around is just a no-brainer.
0: How about, uh, does your, uh, where did you guys start with the AI? So where, where did this uh, information come from? Are you pulling this off open source technology? How are you getting the the, uh, the information to, to- to do this there are technology to create this.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll give you how we do it, right? Let's say you have a truck, you give me the truck, a haul truck, and we put the hardware on top of it. And then we put our software inside the vehicle. So that software actually sits in the vehicle. And we wrote the software from grounds up, everything from the zero, there is no open source. And the reason you do not wanna, I mean, we do not wanna do open source is that this is a very safety critical software. Another thing people do not understand, this is not writing an app on your iPhone. This is going to be super safety critical. So every line of the code in that vehicle is tested, 100% code tested. We can't rely on open source. So we build up from everything. We actually develop the, even the operating system that we're using to on top of writing our algorithm. So yes, we develop from the scratch. And there is no other way to do it. You have to develop from scratch because of safety, which is number one priority. And then we develop that, put it on the vehicle, then as a customer, as a user, we give you an iPad or a computer, say so that this is your way to interact with your asset. It's really, this is your asset almost, right? So we will give you a nice, beautiful looking UI, you know, think about iPad or computer, you can use, interact with your machine using that.
0: Okay, so now you've, you you go in, you take my skitzer, and you've adapted it with the hardware that needs to operate, so the interaction, the locks, and the, you know, the things that are, are managing the controls, right? So you're going in there and you're changing out those, those parts of it. Now, what about the part, what's seeing? Is it all LiDAR? Is it LiDAR and is it all camera? What's what? What is it that see is the is a portion that you guys use to see?
1: So we use camera, lidar, radar, all three. So these are different modular, different modular, if you will, which have different way of seeing the world. We take it all. We we fuse them. Fuse them means combine them to make sure we are super, you know, super confident that what we are seeing is reality, if you will. Because sometimes camera can get something wrong, lidar can get get something wrong. Once we know what is our world is, then the AI comes in. AI is where we make the decision. Okay, now I know where I am, what I need to do. How do I do it? So basically this is your brain. When you know, when you're driving, your brain making a decision, okay, how do I drive? So this is your AI comes in. Then we make the time actually move the vehicle. That is your control.
0: Now I, I don't know about you, but do you, do you have kids at home? I have two kids, small kids. All right, is there any way possible that for my house, I need, I need an autonomous toy cleaning machine. I need you to be able to come into my house and find a way to get, can you, can you retrofit some sort of vehicle to go around and pick up the Legos that seem to be all over the place and the toys and stuffed animals that I don't know how my little kids do it, but they uh, uh, love to uh, uh, you know, you know, i am gone five minutes. I'm like, what just happened? So you've now got, you're, you're now got LIDAR and laser look or LIDAR and camera vision.
1: That's LIDAR, what? camera and radar. All three. And radar.
0: That's right. So what radar knows kind of creates where it's at and what's coming at you?
1: They all know what is around you. They just know it differently. Just to give you a technology. So LIDAR is, LIDAR actually send the information and it's a light signal. Radar send the radio frequency and get, get it back. And camera is obviously passive. So they just get to know the environment different way. And if you get to know the environment different way, then you can bounce it off each other. It's like, okay, everybody's saying the same thing. Then there better be the right thing.
0: Nice. So, I mean, and ultimately when there's lives at stake, you want that, that repetitive, that, uh, you know, that those multi areas that, that are, you know, checking each other for for, for thought process. So that's, that's amazing. That redundancy really does help, uh, you know, uh, ensure people go home safe or or make sure it doesn't just drive off somewhere else, right? It doesn't, hey, well there goes my truck, it left me and it's gone. So, um, as, as you set up a parameters for this, or, or the operator has an iPad, Talk to me a little bit about that. So that those parameters, uh, what, what what am I setting up when I'm here? I get an iPad. I've got a backhoe. I now have a construction project. How am I setting that up?
1: So your setup already get done. So basically, we go to your site. We say your everything is downloaded in your iPad. What you do as a user, you get up in the morning and say, okay, you pick up your skisteer, say skisteer, move my dart or do this thing, and you send an assignment or a task, and skisteer will just do it. Think about this way. I think if you like when you are in the, let's say, think about, you're calling your Uber. You say, I am here, you come here. So you send that kind of information, same high level information, you send it to your autonomous kids here, say, you go get this job done. And I think it will take you two hours. When you get that job done, come tell me you're done. So it, it is that high level.
0: Now can you, can you watch it do, do its work? Are you seeing other cameras there where I can watch my machine working?
1: You can watch it, but we don't expect you to monitor as far as uh, monitor the machine. Machine is smart enough, autonomous enough, so you can watch it all all day long. Because if you have to, if you have to monitor, then it's not autonomous. So yes, you can watch it, but think about this way. Right? Again, I'll give you Uber example. Do you need to watch your Uber driver exactly where it is? No, you just need to know when are you coming? Right, is it five minutes? Is it ten minutes? Is it about there? You want to know? That's really you want to track the task, not if it is doing well.
0: No, no, exactly right here. It just gives me some peace of mind to to, to know that uh, it's on task and I'm not gonna be late for the airport. Right? So that's ultimately what I want to do. If I now, if I can just uh, if I can line that uh, that Uber up with the TSA and get those two people to work in in tandem, I'd be doing good. Uh, (laughs) But now we've got clear. So that's, uh, that's helping out. So um, all the industries that you're in, so you're in construction, you're in mining. What are some other places that uh, this technology works?
1: So, I mean, if you think about autonomy, autonomy is beyond any particular vertical. It's actually going to fundamentally change the way we build the world, the way we transport, and the way we move. So, the way we move is your self-driving car. The way we transport, this is your trucking, you know, autonomous trucking. And the way we build the world is what we are working on is your mining, construction, port, and whatnot, all the heavy industry, if you will.
0: Do you think that uh, today... We've got the technology to go fully self, self-driving cars. It's just the people aren't ready for it.
1: We have the technology to go fully self-driving in our vertical, which is constrained use case, heavy industry. The self-driving is just problem is a bit harder, but there is amazingly amount of smart people working on it. So we are almost there. I don't know whether that, that almost is one year, two year, five year, but we are we are there. We are, we are there. You just have to hold, you know, be patient for a few more years, whatever that year is.
0: Well, when I bought the Tesla, I, I bought it with full autonomy, full self driving as a as a you know they're like well if you buy it now it's going to be and I'm like all right great I'll I'll, I'll pay for it now, but uh, you know they they continuously keep sending me smaller updates and and seeing that uh, it was it was safe AI is that the same thing that happens as you guys uh, continue to grow and, and uh, you've got uh, you know someone, someone buys your software and they retrofit their their equipment with the, with their your product. Uh, does that same thing happen? Uh, talk to me about how people get your product. Is it something they buy once, they put on their product, uh, they they put on their equipment and it's always there? Or is it something that they're buying, uh, you know, as a subscription base? Talk to me a little bit about uh, how you get your product into the client's hands and, and how do they pay for it?
1: And, and let me use that you as an example. Let's say you are the customer, you are the construction company owner, right? Yep. So you say, okay, I got this 10 vehicle, make them my 10 vehicle autonomous. We come to your site, retrofit it, give it back to you. So it is good to go, then you run it, right? We will charge you per year per asset base. Basically, you would have have our cost to run those vehicle. We will charge you it's a subscription model, per year per, per truck, but really, let's say today you're spending $100 to run the vehicle, we'll charge you $80. You're like, okay, I'm paying less, I'm making it super safe, and I'm getting more productivity, why not? So you pay pay me like, you know, per year per truck, that's how you're charging. To your first question, are we incrementally improving? No, for us, we're gonna give you full autonomy on day one. The reason being this problem is constrained. We can do full one. Tesla would have given you full autonomy on day one if the problem is not that much harder so this you know tesla would have given you full autonomy on day one it's just that it's such a hard problem but at least they're giving you something say that we are working on it well, that's and
0: a, that's what i feel like he does so so that's he right. s- sends me over okay now it reads cars now it reads lines now it reads uh uh n- right. n- now it reads traffic lights oh by the way now the car can fart oh oh. Like every, right. every once in a while they throw in something funny you're like <laughs> you know I, I can see the guys over there working on fully autonomous cars and they're like well we'll We'll make the car fart i'm like that that i'm not sure where that came in the the line of need but uh
1: i'll tell you where that came in the line of thinking you're talking about it so that's what right we want something people get excited about talking about it that's- and Tesla like, can now even do a dancing for you, right? I don't know if you get my, my you kids, got the latest update. They can dance for you now.
0: Oh, my kids love that. They they, they <laughs> and they tell all their friends like I do the dance every time another you know, kid gets in the car. Like, oh, make the car dance, Dad. <laughs> uh, can you make the equi- can you make equipment dance? We can make that. You know, <laughs> for for us to
1: you know attract people, we can make it happen.
0: Well, that's what I need. I need to go out there and see all my mining trucks uh, doing a little dance out, on the on the field. That's by, by the way, they make a great video. So uh, you know, I, I can see that uh, uh, that that could go. Talk about the kit itself. What, what what comes in the kit when they when they buy the a, a kit for a vehicle.
1: So yeah, so and I think we can give you some picture, but the kit is really a hardware goes on top of the vehicle. It, as I said, it has a LIDAR, camera, radar, and there is a little box goes inside the vehicle. So think about in your car, and that is where the computer is sitting. And this computer is more powerful than your desktop. So the computer you're using now, this is gonna be more powerful than that. So it's gonna do a lot of computation on the vehicle. So the vehicle is fully self-sufficient and knowledgeable and smart. To drive itself point A to B and do all the work it needs to do, that's really your what we call retrofit.
0: So that that's the kit. And what does it take? How long does it take to retrofit a to retrofit a uh, a vehicle?
1: So currently, if you give me one of your skids here, a truck, whatever you have, it will take us about a month.
0: Oh, right, good. I, I give you. You guys come to pick it up, or I gotta send it to you?
1: No, I will come. We'll come to your site and do it. Do Usually, it. Be, these trucks think about these are like two hundred twenty ton trucks. Truck. Yes. So we are gonna go to your site.
0: Got it. Kind of guy, that's that's awesome. So you guys come out, you're, you're, you've got uh, full roadside service, which I love, right? I love uh, people coming to me instead of me having to go to them. And you can do it anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world?
1: We are anywhere in the world. We are about 60 people today, but we are already in Australia, Japan, India, and obviously in the US. US is our headquarter because we go where our customer is. And because this is a very hands-on approach, you need to be there where your customer is. So we will go. So yeah, we, we are in India, Japan, Australia, and US.
0: That, that to me seems like some pretty good customer service. Now, now talk, talk to me about some of the restrictions. W- what are the places where I've got operational restrictions?
1: I mean, this use case is where it's a big construction and mining, these are all private area. So there is no restriction other than the end user, basically either a GC, which is the general constructor, all the mining company is doing. So there is no restriction from that point of view, because this is a private land and this is a multi-year, anywhere from five to 10 year project. Usually these are the bigger projects. So restriction comes from the end user and there is no government restriction, if you will.
0: So that's, that's uh so how how about things like for me, when I'm doing, you know, I've got a, a commercial project. I'm, I'm building around, uh, uh, you know, I've got other people on a job site. How does that operate? Can, can I do it on a, on a job site where I've got other people?
1: Absolutely. This is a mixed, mixed site. Yes. I, and we do assume that this vehicle will work with an, what we call a other equipment that is not autonomous. So not you know non-autonomous asset, it will work hand in hand. Yes.
0: That's neat. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, this, you know, this creativity, uh, blows me away, right? Having the ability to do this on a job site where I've got people, and on a place where where there's no one at it all, you know, a desolate area where there's maybe a mine, it's far away from someplace. Um, are there other things other than vehicles that you're starting to work on? Is there equipment that you can do this with? Are there, you know, are, do you, are you working on other robotic type of type, uh, materials?
1: Currently, we are focusing on, as I said, truck, dozer, loader, all those construction equipment that we typically see are we gonna go to do something else tomorrow? Maybe, like as you say, Tesla is doing a in building a robot, you know, so yes, maybe tomorrow, but today we are focusing as a startup, we are focusing on those construction equipment and make them as smart as possible, as quickly as
0: possible. I, I gotta tell you, it is a uh, it, it is a refreshing uh, you know, as you break through these these new areas, as you're looking at uh, creating, you know, making the world a lot safer. You know, it really does. Uh, you know, that's the game changer in our in our business is taking technology and not hurting people anymore. Using technology to make our lives safer and way more efficient, right?
1: Absolutely. And if you, I mean, that's the name. I mean, our name of our company is Safe AI, right? It comes from that. Use the AI but do it in a safe way and give the safety to that. The way I give you the example, right? Think about, I don't know, 500, 600, 300 years ago, We when we did not invented wheel, we used to carry material, right? Then we invented wheel. Then it was like, okay, can we push? And it's like, why push? Let's do the engine, do the job. Then we invented the engine. Then we don't even push. They said, can we give a direction? Now I was like, why do you need to give direction? It's a it's a natural progression of technology. So. Human in this unsafe area doesn't make sense. We used it so far because technology was not there. Technology is about to catch up. Then we say, you know, human, let's human do what they are better at, which is planning and thinking and really, talk, you know, thinking about the future, not pushing or pulling or all the things that we have been doing for the last 300 years.
0: Well, you know, and that's where the whole, uh, you know, as we keep stepping and growing, right, there's this, unsure, you know, if, the first thing you think about when I when I talk to people about AI who don't know about it, the first thing they, they talk about is Terminator, uh, you know, and, and all they imagine is a finger going down the road trying to attack me, right, yeah. and then they get, they get real dramatic about it, and every single, every single AI group that I talk to, every single one of them, and they all are in the in the realm of, this is going to make our life safer, and have use cases, and continuously showing that, look, they're assistance and supportive to our, our lifestyle, so that... You know, today, our lives can get a lot safer, way more productive than ever before. But, you know, now we have vehicles that actually can think and do, you know, do this, you know, those repetitive jobs that were dirty, unsafe, and, uh, you know, just weren't very inspiring to, to do. I mean, you might have sitting in a mine all day long, just digging, you know, digging and going back and forth all day that had to get pretty, pretty tough.
1: Absolutely. And if you marry that with the fact that now, instead of doing that job now as a human, you are saying, how can I make my mining process a construction more efficient? That is the job human should be doing. Right. And that's fun job to do. And I think that's also the, one of the things this technology is helping also attracting the new generation, the young people, you know, I, I talk at the civil industry and civil classes in different universities, really attracting the new generation to actually be, interested in the construction industry because now technology is changing their work. Now they're using their brain to say, how can I make it more efficient? How can I make it more beautiful? I don't have to worry about how to move the dirt, but can I design it better so that it's more livable, more environmental friendly?
0: Well, I, 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 for sure, that is one of the number one reasons why I do this podcast is because you know, construction has been archaic forever. And now we're in this amazing period of time when we're, we're applying all the great technologies that, that have been learned in all these industries, the medical world, uh, sales world, all of these great technologies that are happening out in the financial world, and now we're taking them and applying to to the archaic construction world, and we're watching... That, that that rate of growth happens so fast. Uh, you know, we, we right, I can't even predict where we'll go in the next 12 months. Right, this year I think we're going to see a lot more autonomy breakthrough. Right, we're seeing robotics enter it in, in ways we never before. I just got done doing a podcast with with a company that's doing uh, robotic arms that are that are painting streets and painting. You know, that was. You know, and you can see how that dramatically changed uh, the, the painting world where, you know, you don't have bowling pins of humans sitting on a street getting hit by cars, right? Now, you know, just, it's made it dramatically safer to go from, you know, what was a, a very unsafe environment, uh, you know, working around you know, vehicles moving quickly, and uh, now it's being done by uh, a ro- robotic arm that's, cha- that's, you know, changing faster than ever before.
1: And one thing that you talked about—that inspiration, right—beside Be, making this worksite safe, another thing is super exciting: is that when I talk to these, you know, let's say the undergrad and graduate school students, and tell them about the technology that construction industry is bringing, they become super excited to join this industry. And i think i and i i was giving a talk other day in uc berkeley and some of the people after the talk say i want to you know be you know get an internship in your company i'm really excited like i was thinking i'll go do computer science but now i see the technology can be applied into construction that is amazingly fulfilling the new generation is actually excited about this industry don't look at this industry as an old one say okay what can i do with the technology and move this industry to what you call 21st century so i think that's another exciting part you want to bring this new generation being excited about it the technology.
0: It's not the old, it's not my grandfather's construction, right? It's it's definitely, uh, it, it's sharp, and quick and smart and it, it just, it's fun. It, it brings back a whole uh, level of inspiration that wasn't there before. And in fact, that's why it's fun about the young, you know, uh, young people is today, they don't have a way that they have to do it, right? The problem with, with people who've been around for too long is that they get stuck in one way of doing it, and they can't even see, can't even see this is a possibility. And, and they want to stop it because, well, that's going to take someone's job. I'm like, look, if, if that's your argument, we would ne- we would still we would still be inside of caves. If that's the argument that we used uh, for what grows us and what doesn't grow us, it's 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 this job. There are more jobs today than we've ever had on this planet. Ever, this planet is growing faster. The job, the number of jobs, and type of jobs that are way more inspirational. Uh, you know, I, I just had uh, lunch with our accounting team, and we were talking about one realm of the world. When I was a kid, there might have been a handful of of. Personal development people. You had like Dale Carnegie, maybe Tony Robbins. You had uh, Zig Ziglar. Maybe there was a handful of personal coach development coaches in the city that we live in. There are there are several hundred in this city alone of personal development coach. That's a genre that didn't exist, uh, f- you know, 15 years ago. It's a it's a, you know and it's grown so well. And, and by the way, our society has grown up. You can see there's more money in the economy. There's more stuff that people are looking for support-wise. And the upgraded human experience is, so taking some of these ma- manual jobs that were very arduous and repetitive and not very inspiring, you know, as we, as we start to automate those, uh, we're really seeing the ability to have humans kind of move up into another realm of, of, of development in the world. Sure. As, as you grow, and I'm excited. I'm excited about you and your team. I got to meet your team earlier uh, in our in our in our pre-interview, and uh, all the things that you guys are doing, uh, they're inspiring. All the, all the countries you're moving to, Japan and Canada, and all the places that you're going. Uh, what's inspiring you? What, what's what wakes you up every day? Uh, excited? What's what's uh, where do you see the future going?
1: Yeah, and as I kind of started off, right, I have been doing autonomy for 20 years, and if it is not that exciting, I'll find something else to do, right? Maybe do cryptocurrency, but really the what motivates? what where the future is going. And we talked about, right, you know, doing a startup, there's lots of ups and downs, but what motivates you when you see the future and the, the role you can play to bring that future in reality, you know, startup is all about you, you envision a future. Can you be part of a small part? You don't have to bring the whole thing. Can you be a small part making that future a reality? And that is so much powerful that vision, that, that, I, not that the future, but I can be a part of that to bring that future and that can benefit the whole humanity. Any ups and downs will be almost like looks like a, you know, negligent. It, like if you get bogged into the ups and downs, what happened? You, you, you lose. That's a, that's a noise. Ups and downs are noise. The real signal is that where the future is going, can I push it? Can I be a part of that? Can is this team be part of to bring the future? And that's really the you know that's really the motivation, right? We all have to do something with our life, but if that we can do something that we can bring a future that you know that's a better future for everybody, that's that's worth that's worth your time, if you will.
0: Well, you know, to me, as I see what you are doing, right? The the automated vehicles, and as technology gets smarter and smarter, and 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 sensor technology, and and all the things that you are doing, you know, you can really see how. Uh, even in the automation of, of the vehicles and, and the mining of the of, of materials, but being able to do sensory testing and material testing as it's going through the practice of, of 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 what it's doing, you know, getting smarter and smarter, and and you know, being able to do things in a you know, continue to keep bring it up another notch, right? And and getting you know, and then and then with blockchain technology, having that information that's gathered really stick with the the property forever right i mean one of the problems we have in this in this world in the construction world is that we gather all of this great technology but all of a sudden we lose it right we hand it off to the next group and we start all over again right and there's this like uh, you know this this constant uh, we figure something out then we go to the next group and then we do, and then we we lose it but as we get into ai like you're on right now and really being able to get uh, the ability to to take that those learnings those vehicles, was, was that, that autonomy, learned, as it learns itself and, hey, when I do this, it doesn't work, and it gets smarter and does it a little bit different. I, I don't even think we can know where that's going to go. And are, are you seeing any breakthrough mining techniques that uh, AI is learning that, that we didn't know before?
1: Yeah, so I think you, you actually stumbled upon a very important thing that is going on. What you are getting into is something called a convergence of technologies. And that is one thing because what was happening before there's a multi you know, technology is coming at a one way yep. now what is happening is technology coming in a multiple way there is a AI is improving you know the chip is improving the sensors are improving all that coming at the same time which is what we call conver- convergence of technology, the speed that will bring is what you said what is going to happen we don't know but one thing we know as fast as technology has been moving last 50 60 years, we haven't seen anything yet. Technology is about to kind of, you know, go into a next gear, if you will, and that's because of the convergence. So I think that's really what we are taking benefit of that, right? We see that AI algorithms significantly improved. like some of the things we can do today, we are not able to do. We can do all the compute on board because of your compute, you know, technology improvement. We can do all that camera technology, sensor technology, because that has improved. So all that we are bringing it together. So yeah, I think there is a, phenomenal improvement happening. And it's almost to the bog mind boggling about the speed we are going to embark on.
0: Absolutely. You know, those, you know, we were talking about Tesla earlier and fully autonomous vehicles aren't here, but it's just like, it's one or two things that are going to click. And then it's kind of like a, you know, when you're pulling, sw- str- uh, uh, strings for a sweater, right? You're, you're going to keep pulling us str- through, and then you're gonna find the right one. And all of a sudden it's just going to unravel. And the whole, the whole, you know, the whole, uh, the whole genre will, will have a breakthrough that uh, uh, wasn't there before that whole technology will have a, a breakthrough that wasn't, that was that wasn't available until we until we get those last couple of pieces. You now, the, um, the, the stuff that you're doing, are you seeing anything in AI in the way that we're doing mining? Has, has the AI come up with a smarter way than ever before? Uh, you know, are, are you seeing something that you didn't anticipate to see uh, with, with the AI yet?
1: Not yet, in a sense, that's something completely. What is happening is because this AI drive more efficiently, much more reliably, is fundamentally changing the way you do the construction planning or mine planning. So I'll give you one example. Right, previously when you do a construction, you have to have a path for a vehicle to go. Now you have to design that road, if you will. Right now, AI is doing such a better driving. Now you can narrow that road. All of a sudden, the way you design your construction. To do the construction or do the mining changing. So it's, it's by better efficiency and doing a better work It's actually fundamentally changing the way we do mining and construction. And this will continue to grow.
0: Neat. I think that uh, the, the emergence of all these technologies has start to make the sensors, the the, the, the path, the travel, the, the stuff that we're doing on site and and throughout the industry, we'll continue to see that evolution. So listen, if if people want to get a hold of you and your group and uh, find uh, find you, uh, what's the best way for them to catch up with you?
1: I think you can definitely go to our website, which is safe.ai.ai. So that's the one way. And you can also, we are on LinkedIn. You can reach out to us through that. And I'm always available. I mean, I don't want to uh, probably can give up my contact as well, but website will be probably the best way to get, you know, get hold of us.
0: Well, your group is amazing. I love watching its growth and its development as you guys continue to have these breakthroughs and uh, in, in markets and areas that you're working with. I, I really would love to see you come back on the show and show those off to us. All the new stuff that you're doing. This is changing the world. It's great work. I'm 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 you know very excited to uh, show off and showcase the work that you're doing.
1: Uh, thank you for having us, and, and your energy and excitement is amazing, and what you're doing for the industry is, I think, it is an ecosystem. It's all, we, all of us are moving to the same direction, so really enjoy the discussion we had today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Hey, audience, if you guys liked this conversation, if you liked what uh, uh, Bib Rajit and I were talking about, and if you really want to support us, if you could just go hit the like button for us. And if you really liked it, hit the subscribe button. It takes two seconds, but it does uh, uh, give us a lot of encouragement to keep moving, move forward with another with other great ev- interviews of great companies and, and what they're up to. Also, if you got comments down below, please put, a, put your comment down there. Anything you want to hear us talk about or any questions that you have, I'd love to uh, uh, get those and inspire us. We're grateful for all the listeners that listens to us and uh, continue to uh, push, touch, and inspire me to keep moving forward with uh, great interviews. Thanks, uh, thanks for being on the show and uh, we look forward to having you on again. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monotegi. always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share with your friends.